Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, you're listening to me and Paranormal You with your host, Ryan Singer. Because it's more fun to believe. <laughs> hey everybody um it's like i don't know 1 30 in the afternoon and i'm like oh it's like 8 a.m yeah you're barely awake i'm uh i'm getting there i am awake i mean it's a beautiful day out i need to like get up and at them you know what i mean the uh i am here joined by kevin tinkin hello i'm saying your last name correctly yeah like uh thinking tinkin tinkin yeah because i'm uh because i'm always thinking he's always thinking he, he loves freedom <laughs> I love freedom. He loves freedom. Mental um, freedom. Mental freedom. Yeah. Um, but also probably physical. Uh, you probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, I'll get on board for physical freedom, yeah, yeah, too. Okay, yeah, why not? Okay, okay. Um, what about emotional freedom? Emotional freedom, absolutely. Well, somebody pop a popcorn? That was a two-liter bottle, probably. Oh, it, sounded okay. like a, uh, it sounded like some kind of like water bottle or something decompressing. Yeah, yeah. It's warming up. It's yeah. popping up. That's oh. what's going to happen to us, our oh. brains, as we wake up. You know what? I never pop. thought about that about global warming. What? Does it expand us? I think it might. I think I feel a little heavier and I <laughs> I I would I wouldn't dare blame my own actions for that. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be global warming. It's got to be global warming cuz like I'm definitely not uh you know eating garbage. No, no, no. Me neither. I uh I only eat uh, uh, leeks uh, from my own garden. Uh, leeks, and- those are, that's one of the most interesting mm-hmm. plants because it's got a real bad name as far as yeah. like, the way we use language currently. <laughs> Maybe back when it was first named, it wasn't yeah. such a big deal. Yeah, we weren't talking about other things leaking. Because it, it leads you to leaky. Yeah, yeah. When you think leaky, you think, remember those potato chips that had that oil no. in it years ago? This is like 15 years ago. Leeks? No, uh, oh. well, they had this oil that said it would lead to, it could lead to anal leakage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? That's uh, a weekend right there. Yeah, right? There was some oil they were using in the chips. I don't know. I Like uh, a bunch of different like companies were using this oil, and then it came out, and then the, someone noticed it on the bag. It said may lead to anal <laughs> leakage, and, and then they immediately had to obviously change their recipe. Once you, spot, once you uh, pop, you can't stop yeah, the yeah. leaking from the anus. People will stop eating chips immediately when they see anal leakage That's, on the thing. It's really funny because like I won't quit, you know, it's hard to quit smoke, uh, smoking cigarettes and like, uh, you know, eating bad food. But if it's like, hey, uh, you know, if you keep smoking those cigarettes, uh, 
you're going to leak from the anus. It's like, I think we'd be done pretty quick. I think we it's, would. It's pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't make me more unfuckable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> as long as my anus is still taut. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I just don't want to be, like, hanging out with my buddies and all of a sudden it's like, oh, sorry, guys, got to go home and get a new pair of pants. Hey, bro, could you pause the Xbox? Yeah. Got to go wipe downtown. <laughs> These Doritos are really hitting me. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we've I been feel doing... gross after saying wiping downtown. <laughs> I apologize. That's actually one of the cleanest ways you can say it. I'm trying. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm working my art- my articulation. You know, it's good. It's good. You know, your vernacular is expanding. Oh yeah, watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Between me and my wife. All right. That's what caused the anal naked. <laughs> we do comedian cinema club together, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fun show. I've talked. I've, I've probably mentioned it on here before, but you also have ripping and skipping. Yeah, with Evan Cassidy. Yeah, yeah it's, and uh, a real fun podcast. I've done it a couple times. It's just straight improv characters yeah you do you're so fun on it. it's just like a roller coaster yeah it's like non-stop boom boom it's like solo if you haven't seen solo the new mm-hmm. star wars movie have you seen it i have um, we're not yeah. going to spoil anything here but no. i went and saw it uh two nights ago and i really enjoyed it yeah i liked it too i thought there was a lot of uh, uh a lot of haters uh going on uh and uh from uh did i say i hadn't seen it you said you had seen it. I had seen it. See what I'm saying? I'm barely holding it together. <laughs> this is why it's nice to be on my podcast because it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, there's never a through line. So it's like you don't yeah. have to remember anything. No, I, I liked it. I People were talking trash. And I, people are going to talk trash about anything. Yeah. I remember when Obama first got elected, I was like, you know what? It's never going to be fun to be president again. Why? Because it, it, it wasn't because Obama, but because of the time of like social the the rise oh, of social media yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. um like george w was on the tail end of it but like it's just never going because the 24-hour news cycle really amped up with all these other news networks also yeah. popped up to fill because they because they you know cnn and fox news and weren't enough or whatever and everybody's got a yeah. camera on their phone everybody's got a camera on their phone and it's like everybody's now everyone has an opinion to voice mm-hmm. as long as it's negative yeah because that's what gets attention yeah there's this great article on, I think it was in The Guardian, uh, by this guy who was a former tech pioneer who wrote an article like saying, this is why everyone needs to get off social media. Oh, really? And he's one of the guys who started it, or was at the beginning of like building kind yeah. of thing. And he's, he calls it Bummer. It's like an acronym for all this stuff, right? Yeah. And it's all about, it's all about behavioral control, uh, which we know, and we still do it. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Behavioral control, and it's it also talks about the hive mind in a way of the reason why all these people who really aren't that nasty in real life mm-hmm. are so nasty online yeah. is because the only benefit to being in social media is to get attention. Because right. that's why you're on there, is to connect or have an attention from someone. Yeah. That's the only payoff. Social media offers you no other payoff other than getting attention. And... How do you get attention? Well, it, we quickly learned the easiest way to get attention was through just being super negative because yeah. the more negative Criticism. you are, the more attention you get. Right. And so if you're going to be participating in social media like on an active daily basis, it will lead you to becoming that. Oh, yeah. If you're not, if you're, if you're not careful. I mean, for us, it's a little bit different in a, in a way of it's still attention-based, but you know, we're told we need this shit right, right, for right. our careers. Yes. And to promote and all this other kind of stuff so people can find you. But at the same time, it's really 
BS. Well, I remember like I I, I studied uh, psychology in college and the social psychology experiments of how group peep groups thought, um, like seeing that happen on like you know basically if somebody's hurt and there's a group of people walking around that person, nobody will help that person. Or there, I should say the, significant, the uh, likelihood of them helping that person decreases significantly. Because um, everybody kind of thinks, oh, this person will do it. Yeah, This person yeah. will do it. Well, I, I mean, that's the assumption, but I don't know. So like, then I'm looking at social media going, you know, what is this frenzy of like uh, morons who think that they know the answer? You know what I mean? Or or geniuses? Who, who am I to say? Yeah, you know? yeah. But just the 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 constant like pop up, you know, the the swarm, you know, mentality of the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, it's like Facebook's this beautiful tool that we could be using to communicate with people, and uh, the communications we choose to send to each other are uh, "fuck you," you know, or or whatever. "fuck me." Yeah, or "fuck me." Yeah, yeah. I'm lonely. Will you fuck me, please? Uh, there is. What's that famous? You might know this one. The famous story of a woman who was like dragged down the steps of like some like apartment out onto the street, and she was like being beaten to death. She was being raped. Or she was being raped. And there were all the. was murdered, yeah. And there was a bunch of people out there. Yes. And it just, they just let it happen. Yep. Yeah. And I think it speaks to like what you're saying that group mentality of like a group of people walking around someone hurt Mm -hmm. and no one will help them. Yep. The, that's the, I guess, weird part of our brain that says, I don't have to put myself in danger. There's other people here to help her. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so everybody's like, how could all these people, these people are monsters. Right, right. It's like, well, no, this is like some basic, you know, what is it? I wouldn't, what is it? Neurology? I don't know. Or it's, it's, it's some kind of weird thing. But like once you hear that story. Like the evolution of just us as nature of being humans is that's yeah. going to happen. So, but I, yeah, I also think too that once you hear that story though, you have to be a little more responsible. Yeah. Well, that's, so once you realize like, oh, that's what my instincts are going to be potentially to just kind of like rely on others right. to take care of the problem so I don't have to endanger myself. So now you have to realize I got to be that guy. Right. This happened to me last night. Really? Yeah. Um, on a much, I shouldn't compare the two actually. I want to hear this now. This is exciting. I was at Ralph's. Are you a hero? The grocery store. Do you have the key to the city somewhere? Wait till you hear this. <laughs> okay. And then I'll let you decide. All right. I'm at Ralph's late last night. No, it wasn't that late. It doesn't matter what time it was. And I'm there just picking up some food items. Obviously, it's a grocery store. And I just hear from a couple aisles over, help! Right? So I kind of hurry my way over there to try to find this guy. I'm like, kind of like, I'm like looking down the aisles. Steal his wallet. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and I get over there and another guy gets over there. And there's just a dude, probably 60 years old, like long gray ponytail standing there yeah he's got like one of those like black cowboy hats on that like i don't know like like somebody in bon jovi would wear you know what i mean not like a straight cowboy hat but like a rock and roll cowboy hat oh yeah 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 lots of turquoise right well it's all black and it's got like this weird rope around it okay he's got i don't know some black t-shirt on it cargo shorts and flip-flops all right he's just standing there with he's just standing there with a cart He's like, where's the vinegar? <laughs> He's going, help! Help me, yeah, yeah. somebody please! He yells in a public space, help! 
help. Like it sounded like he was having a stroke or fell or hurt himself or something was falling on him. So we run over there and he's just like, where's the vinegar? Yeah. It's like, bro, this is why people don't help people. Yeah. Did you say anything? I just looked at him. I was just like, and someone goes, I'll tend. And and then he he just like scoots off. Yeah. No, you're right, though. You're absolutely right. And uh, like you, this guy, I just imagine he's sitting at the dinner table and he realizes he forgot his napkin. And maybe he, help! yeah, yeah, help! <laughs> He's just alone. He, he can't find his sunglasses. Help! Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't yell help like that. Yeah, I try to tell my kids, man, you got to be serious about when you yell help. You know, I'm like, that's that's important. Like you can't. And I go, and a lot of the times, if you don't need help, don't yell help. Just go get it. Because my kid will be like, you know, Dad, Dad. Can you get me a yogurt? I'm like, you can get the yogurt <laughs> yourself. Like you're yeah, yeah, you're yeah. big boy. You yeah. can handle it. Duh. But yeah, that's a dude, that's <laughs> But to yeah, like lazy. that's the first time I'd heard in a long time. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the last time I heard someone in public where I was close enough to to assist, hopefully maybe. Uh screaming help. Scream, scream help. I mean, he only yelled at once. But still. Yeah. It's like you're in a public gro- you're in a grocery store and you're screaming help, right? Because you can't find the vinegar. Yeah, it's be- you better find that vinegar. You better find that vinegar. I don't. Maybe you know. It turns out he needed that vinegar because if he didn't have a sip of vinegar, he was going to die. Yep. But, but the <clears> point <throat> is, tell us that. Yeah. Could you give me a medical chart? <laughs> if I don't have some vinegar right now. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> what you run on vinegar, bro? So uh, what's his name? I mean, you guys uh, hanging out? Well, we, guys, yeah. Well, he's actually is he, he just roommate? left. Actually, oh. we're we're he stayed over. Is that why it doesn't matter what time it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to discuss something um, of the supernatural realm. I guess I would call it that. It's a spiritual realm. Yeah, it's a it's a crossover of the spiritual and the supernatural because there there there's a story you've got. Uh, let's just let you set it up. Sure. Uh, well, I, I was praising the Lord for quite a few years. That's uh, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. You were the, uh, you were the AV club for your church. It sounds like, like all yeah. encompass, you were like the guy. I was the, the face yeah. like of the, all the funny stuff at the church and there's like seven campuses and whatnot. But, um, when I start doing stand up, I have to figure out who I am, you know? And so it's, it, it, it starts to dematerializing and whatnot. But there are a lot of things that have happened in my life as a Christian that um, make me slow down a little bit on saying, I don't know if there's anything out there and it's all a bunch of bullshit. And I just want to get in line with all these atheists and be like, yeah, all those Christians are morons and everything. There's been a couple of things. One, um, when I was in junior high, and this totally could be, you know, I who knows? Who knows? See, okay, this so, is we're, me. so we're setting it up as who knows. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying this is the definitive, that this is what I know happened. This is how it was sold to me, and this is the perception that I had. So uh, I'm in, uh, I think it was a freshman in high school, or I was in eighth grade, or it was around that time. Oh, you know what? I think it was between eighth grade and freshman year. And uh, I'm at a winter camp at Redwood Christian Park in Santa Cruz, in Santa Cruz Mountains. Beautiful place. Um, and we're doing worship. You know, we're playing worship, you know, come as you are, fill this land with 
you know, getting after it. And the pastor gets up on stage and he's talking, you know, if you guys, you know, if you got pain in your life, you know, come forward, you know, lay it at the cross of Jesus. You know, if you got hardships in your life, lay it at the foot of Jesus Christ. You know, if you, if you're dealing with sin in your life, you know, lay it at the foot. And then, uh, you know, they go at the end, you know, they do an altar call. So they say, you know, everybody, anybody who wants to place their faith in Jesus Christ, come forward and come up and we'll pray the prayer together. And uh, this is all very normal to me, by the way. <laughs> Up to this point, this was like, oh, yeah, this is how it's supposed to. What a great, yeah. man, a little uh, unoriginal, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so people start walking up to the front, um, and I have been chosen as one of the people to, like, be available if the amount of people that comes to the front is more than the pastors can handle. So if there's too many people, there's a couple of kids that they know or have been around the church for a long time, they'll hang out and, you know, lead people to Christ or whatever. For the overflow. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm walking up to the front because I'm seeing it's a overflowing, and I hear um, a growling um, from, like, my right, like a really, like, just a, um, a very guttural, like, old man, like, <sighs> like, scary type that shit. And I look over, and there's this girl who's the same age as me, and her back, she's completely flattened out like a so board. So about 14. She's about 14 years old. And she's sitting on her chair. Um, you know, chair, you know, has the right angle in the back. And she has uh, made herself uh, completely flat to where her feet are on the ground that's touching her butt and then her lower back at the top of the chair. So she's kind of turned it into a triangle. Yeah. She's, she's, she's just like completely flat and stretched out. And she's like arching her back and screaming and barking. And uh, all this shit. Um, so uh, me being the good Christian boy that I was and believing that I was fully protected by God and whatnot, I grabbed all of my friends and we just literally held each other and like started praying because we were just freaking out. Um, and uh, we just, you know, didn't know what to do, didn't know what was going on. You know, this is all the stuff that we'd I'd never had a spiritual experience before that. I placed my faith in Jesus Christ when I was three never had anything that felt like you know what i mean like i was yeah, like yeah. at three i knew i was like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm ready to make a lifelong commitment at three the next years old. 40 years yeah. <laughs> at least yeah yeah uh so i never had anything like that happen before and um they ended up like you know ushering us out of the room and then the pastors stayed back and like you know um they never said what happened you know but i was assuming that somebody was casting a demon out that's what i was that was my assumption oh i heard about this stuff in the bible you know um you you know all the demon stories in the bible where they'll you know the demon you got to go live in those pigs you can't hang out in this you know 14 year old girl anymore and so i'd heard about these type of stories but i'd never seen it so um we end up walking back this i mean that's the mystical crazy part but uh, i ended up walking back and i remember just standing in this um circle of probably 150 you know, junior high and high school boys were all holding hands praying for this one girl. And uh, I <clears throat> I get a little emotional. I think about it because it was very good intentions. You know what I mean? To like have sure, that there's many something people. like people. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause, 
Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I think anyone who's willing to like have an open mind to any degree yeah. would admit that when 150 people are together with like a common goal yeah. and an intention of like purpose when it comes to like, you know, love. Yeah. There's something going on there. And you know, cuz we've all been to a concert where everyone's excited to be there. Yeah, there's yeah. a real vibe there. Everybody I mean, sings the lyrics at the same time or the Yeah, yeah, the and it's like there's something there's something really magical. Yeah. The energy is happening. So so yeah, that is a that's, that's a magical kind of energy that's happening. Yeah. I remember that moment for obviously the most shocking parts of it, but also that that moment too where we're all freaked out and going, oh, the devil's over there. <laughs> like the devil's inside. The devil's that. on the other, the <laughs> next room. Yeah, she's inside. Uh, the devil's inside Cindy right now, and we don't know what to do. <laughs> and then we're like, well, let's just all pray. And I remember just everybody just going around. We're all holding hands, a bunch of young boys, you know, crying, you know, holding hands, going, please, you know, hope she's safe. You know, God, just take care of her. And and then the next guy would go, and we go around. I was like, man, this, that's pretty awesome, you know. And then the next the next morning, we got a, a, an announcement at uh, breakfast that uh, she was okay and that she was back home, you know, with the people that cared with her, cared for her. And, you know, we've, so, you know, don't worry about her. That was kind of the, the message, but I, I, I'll never forget that. Like, I, I just remember, I remember, you know, being in a circle with my buddies inside of the chapel when it was going down and uh, just hearing those noises, you know, and it was, it was intense. You know, I'm pretty good at making voices. So, like, I, I, I leave an openness for the, the fact that, oh, maybe she was just looking for attention. You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, or maybe uh, she was uh, schizophrenic or, uh, you know, maybe. Did you she, ever see this girl again? Never saw her again. Did you know her before? No. No. She could have been a plant. I mean, who knows? Um, I know that the church that I went to never dealt with the spiritual realm. Um, so speaking in tongues was out of the question. 
Uh, that was something that they did in the Old Testament, and it's not a tool that we need to use anymore because we have all the languages. Um, and maybe if we come across a tribe, this is what I'm like repeating all things. Maybe if we come across a tribe that doesn't speak the, lang- the language that you speak and you're not able to share the gospel, maybe God will work through you to speak in tongues so that you can communicate the gospel to that person. But even on a biblical level at the church I was at, like speaking in tongues was heresy. It's like you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, there, it, it never came up in the Catholic Church. Either. Yeah, it, yeah, Catholics were all they were all past the mystical stuff. Yeah, um, and we the, uh, we were sim- basically too. Was that me? I'm gonna si- oh, yeah. I gotta silence my sorry. How dare uh, how dare you? The uh, yeah, there is something interesting about like a fourteen. Uh, I'm skeptical about her being a plant only because like yeah, me convincing too. a fourteen year old kid to be like okay, so when everybody's coming up right. I want you to go stiff as a board and bark like a dog. Right, right. <laughs> and don't break character. Don't and laugh. Don't, don't break character. Be yeah. terrifying. Drool. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a tall order for... That's like some Meryl Streep yeah. level Yeah. Uh, could have Meryl Streep? Yeah. It could have been a young Meryl Streep. Um, there, when you see something like that, I wonder if, you know, like... When it comes to cementing the pillars of faith, right, and the foundations, yeah. um, that's well, that well, that one's got to be uh, tough to shake loose. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, that. There. Like, if you in fact wanted to shake loose. Yeah, for sure. No, that that's one of them. Um, I mean, I'm aware. Like, I've watched. I got my degree in psychology, so I watched. I used to watch like these schizophrenic videos, like you know. Or just different mental disabilities. They'd show us videos of this is what this looks like. You know, this is what paranormal, you know, uh, uh, paranoid schizophrenia looks like. This is what uh, borderline personality disorder looks like. This is um, so different things like that. And all the videos were incredibly old. But I mean, people were, you know, doing some crazy stuff. So I think if you, but I, I don't know. I think Ryan. I think being in Los Angeles, I have to like. There's a big part of me that's there. There's something that's pushing on me going. Okay, let them know that uh, you don't uh, that you're not crazy, you know. So let them, so distance yourself from anything spiritual because you're in Los Angeles, you know. You're not some type of idiot. Uh, so well, it's definitely a distancing yourself from, I guess, the entrenched Western right classic yeah, yeah, yeah. spirituality, which is Christianity based, because there doesn't seem to be the same bias towards Muslim right, uh, right. or stuff I'm into, yeah. New Age as they call it. Christianity is the one that's Christianity is the one that's kind of like the uh, got the bad face yeah. right now for for whatever reason. Although you know, you talk to there's lots of people who you know would identify as you know Christian, sure, I suppose. But um, but you're it's it's weird because we do live in a city where it's someone would walk around with a crystal in their hand much easier than their Bible. Absolutely. Well, did, did you ever yeah. see? And I don't identify myself as a Christian, but did you did you see the Norm Macdonald on? Uh, I think it's America's Got Talent. Oh, no, it's uh, Last Comic Standing, and the guy goes up and he's like talking about how he's an atheist and how there's no God, and he's really he's really giving it to him. And Norm's like, yeah, yeah. And then everybody goes, oh well, how brave. Yeah, man, you're so brave. And then Norm goes, you know, everybody really brave is if you went up there and said you thought God exists. That would have been really brave. <laughs> if you said you were a Christian. 
And uh, I was it I, a comic he was talking to? Yeah, or? yeah, it was a comedian. Yeah, he was a comedian uh, on one of the last comic stand. I I couldn't even remember the comic, but uh, I just remember watching that and going, ah, "That's true." You know, it's because that would be the harder thing for people to uh, agree with in Los Angeles. So, uh, but I I I I don't I don't know. My whole thing is I like I landed on I don't know pretty comfortably. Just like I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. This is what I was told. This is I I still don't know. That thing definitely made me think about it. Uh, you know the 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 barking. <laughs> I don't know is not a bad place to be, right? And we don't have to. We don't have to. And someone was over here last night. I think it was uh, one of my roommates' band members. Guy with the ponytail. <laughs> we, I thought we were we From, weren't talking about that. <laughs> your Ralph's hookup. Yeah, uh, my <laughs> my hey, misconnection. Your vinegar's right here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I got some vinegar at the house. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I'll tell you about the time I was a roadie for Skinner. Okay, <laughs> don't be yelling help from my bedroom. <laughs> all right, if you need some, just ask. The uh, they said, you know, the human nature is to know why, uh, or they said one of the things about human nature is we always want to know why. And that's interesting to me because, I, I mean, I do. I want to yeah. know why, how, why. Um, but sometimes being able to, like, comfortably land on I don't know and even more so, like, I don't need to know. Right. That's a tough spot to, like, get to. Yeah. My, my judgment used to be lying on, like, myself where I would just be like, oh, this, you know, guy, he doesn't know or, or you know, he's... Uh, you shouldn't act like this. It was all according to the Bible, you know, kind of like how you should live and like things that I had saw, uh, seen. And then as I left the church, it became my version of evil is a person that says they have all the answers to where I'm just like, I'm like, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. And going, Oh, I got, I got it. Here it is. You know, this is what it is. You know, it's the Tony, he made the universe. Yeah. It's so weird how like the human, I guess it's, like this, uh, I've been watching too much of The Expanse. <laughs> and there's, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it because I want everyone to watch this show because it's so good. But um, it's made me think about lo- uh, a lot about adaptation, uh, learning, and the way our mind evolves, or like even from the time we were born until, you know, being, well, I'm, well, I'm 41 now. So, like, I was the same way. Like, I leave the church, and now when church leave? is the evil. Um, I was, gosh, I was probably 23, 24. Okay. I left, came back, hardcore came back in a real kind of manic, over-the-top kind of way. Yeah. And then left in a pretty hardcore way, like as far, at least in my mind, you know what I mean? Do you feel um, like you had to leave in kind of a hardcore way in order to like n- not go back or? I felt like it imprisoned me. Yeah. The last time. Dude, like I became yeah. a prisoner to it, and I was such I and I reacted like a bastard, you know. And like most of my early stand up was, this is why religion sucks. Yeah, and I hate you, God. Yeah, yeah. Why was I even born? Yeah, that kind of like yeah. overly dramatic. I told a woman who I thought I was in love with, right. I'm sorry. When, the moment you said, I told a woman. I was just like, I, I don't know. All the things that I could imagine were so great. Anyway, keep going. I told a woman that I thought I was in love with. And, you know, in hindsight, I was not. But I, I just really liked her. Yeah. And was attracted to her. And she was really Christian. Like, super Christian. So my wife? And Yeah. <laughs> it was in, I was in Santa Cruz. 
the mountains of Santa. No, this oh. was in Dayton, Ohio, and she wouldn't be with me because I wouldn't come on the Christian train. Yeah, right. Um, so finally, when it like ended, our non-relationship ended. Even we weren't dating, but we were spending all of our time together, mm-hmm. but not fooling around or anything like that, right? So it was really, it was just a really dysfunctional, messed up relationship, right? For young people to be in. And tension. And yeah, insane. And she was beautiful. That'll, she was like, that'll make you fall uh, in love. She was like gorgeous. Yeah. And um, so she uh, finally, one day, I'm getting ready to go on like a 20 hour car ride with my family. Like they rented a van. And she comes over before I leave and brings me a Bible I, get, I gave her. Because I was like, I don't need this anymore. I have one laying around. Here's the Catholic Bible, because she wasn't. She was like the Christian, not Catholic. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I've always wanted to like look through the this one. I was like, you can have it. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so a couple months later, she brings it back right before I'm leaving. She's like, I've highlighted all the passages that make me think of you. Ugh. And like, which is a sweet thing to do. Yeah, right? but it's... Right, and I look at her, and 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 I'm like, really, you didn't have to do that. I mean, you really didn't have to do that. And in the meantime, I had been going through C.S. Lewis, uh, what was it, on marriage or whatever oh. his book was, in like like chapter by chapter, like trying to like prove why he was wrong about so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just I was just a, kind of a real jerk. And so, anyway, she's like, yeah. So we can't see each other anymore. Blah blah blah. You know. And I and I look at her and I say. <laughs> This is probably the most dramatic thing I've ever said to anybody in my life. I said, I'm going to spend the rest of my life destroying your God. Jesus. <laughs> right? Like, first of all, what an asshole. Where were you? Okay, Second tell of me, all, yeah. I, was in the, I was in the guest room of my dad's house. Uh-huh. Um, and she, like, is in there with you. She's she in there with you me. the Bible. And I've highlighted all the passages that remind me of you. I, you know, I'm going to miss and you. You're, Sorry, you're, we're never, you know, we can't hang out anymore. You could describe yourself as in love with this woman. Yeah, at, at the time, I thought I was in love with her. And I say to her, I'm going to spend the rest of my life, uh, I'm going to devote the rest of my life to destroying your God, to proving your God is not real. Jeez. And so I could have really went, like, villain yeah. from there. Yeah. Like, other than in that moment, I was definitely villain. <laughs> Well, you I mean, were, that's a real villain thing were, to say. You, your heart was being broken well, open. Sure. You can't but be like, responsible for everything what a, you say. I mean, but what a jerk I mean, yeah. to say something like that. But Because um, <laughs> first of all, she's like, impossible. You can't do that because God is real and you're a, a stupid human man. That's what she said? No. Oh, but yeah, like, but that's what, you know, she must have been thinking like, oh, you right. think you're going to, you know, people smarter than you have tried to destroy God and right. it hasn't worked yet. Um you know, according to someone who believes. Right. And so, but there is something about like the idea of moving away in a dramatic, like having a dramatic break. Yes. Right. And I had had my dramatic break kind of before that, but that was a real, that was like the real like final straw of me being like, cause I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't think about it. Right. Like from time to time, like, well, could I, could I get back into Jesus for this? Yeah. But like Jesus doesn't want you coming to him to try to get, you know, to have sex. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, dude, I had—I remember having a conversation with a buddy. We're walking past to TGI Fridays, and he goes, "I think I'm gonna—I'm just gonna change the names. I think I'm gonna marry uh, Tamra." And I'm like, uh, "Oh, that girl you keep telling me she's a nightmare, and like uh, she's really hard to be around and frustrating that you've been with for three years, and you've talked about breaking up with for forever." 
yeah, I think we're going to get married because uh, we really want to have sex. And, <laughs> and I think we're probably going to have sex. So I think we should get married so we don't, uh, you know, sin. And I'm just like, you're an idiot, dude. What are you I go, I go, go sin and then use your brain to realize that this is a bad decision. Uh, they've been married for like 10 years. <laughs> so I was probably wrong uh, in some case. But I was just like, geez, Louise, idiots. Yeah. Man, that you that conversation reminds me of, that doesn't really remind me, but I, my wife told me she needed to take a break to talk to, G, to hang out, you know, focus on a relationship with God. We were like three months in and I had told her that she was the one. Three know. months into your relationship? We three months in a relationship. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, geez. No, three months in the relationship. Uh, this is how much of a psychopath I am. I was just like, you're the one. I've been paying attention. And you got everything I want. And uh, I think we should spend the rest of our lives together. And uh, she's just like, and, and that, so I was just like, yeah, I'd like to, you know, spend some time with you for the intentions of marriage. And, you know, we could, you know, whatnot. And um, she was just like, I think I need to take a little time, um, you know, to focus on my relationship with God before I, you know, commit to something like that. And I was just like, you don't want to focus on your relationship with God. I go, you're just, you don't have any balls. I go, I got balls. So I guess what's going to happen? We're breaking up. All right. Since you don't have the guts or the uh. balls to do it, I'm done. I'm doing it. So peace out. And I walked out, I walked away. We were at the balcony of the church, you know, outside and we were walking down and getting in my car and driving to a Naval recruiting office. <laughs> Were like, and I was looking for an Air Force recruiting office, and I found a Navy rec- And I remember driving up to the front and just being like, "You are a moron! Turn around right." And I left, but I just remember just being so miserable. I'll show her. Yeah, I'll ship out. I'm gonna join the Navy, and I'm gonna bang a bunch of girls in San Antonio, yeah. Texas, in port. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but jeez, uh, man. So how far how far did you get as far as uh, taking down God? What, what is? <laughs> <laughs> I got about two three years into my stand up comedy career. Ah, oh, that's uh, a long time. I I did have like a handful of jokes, trying to expose the ridiculousness of like belief or like yeah. specifically Christianity, um, and then I guess the the furthest I ever took it like personally was. Um, well, it was like before that conversation, but this is why I didn't believe in God anymore. Because I had, like, a, I'd moved to LA when I was twenty-one or twenty-two. Lived here for a few months. Thought I was gonna, you know, be a star or something, yeah. and had like a mental breakdown. I had done like five open mics. Oh, right? dude, that's all I'm it like, takes. I'm ready here. for the Tonight Show. Yeah, and then had like a mental breakdown living out here. Packed my car, drove back to Ohio, and then two was, months. I, I was probably four months. Four months? Probably nice. four months. And uh, I mean, I was just, I would be driving around the city like scream crying in my car. <sighs> like totally yeah. lost. Like, I, but, I, but it I wasn't about stand up so really much, as much as it was just about like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. Like, what am I doing with my life kind mm-hmm. of thing? And I was overcome with guilt, um, like selfishness, guilt or something that I was going to burn in hell. And then I was also like, hated that i was even thinking about that it was it was yeah. a real messed up period and so then i had like this real like come and come back to jesus moment mm-hmm. right where i just was like reading the bible praying the rosary believed in the end times i read all the uh i read the first like 
nine left behind books oh, like wow. they weren't writing them fast enough you yeah. know what i mean like i'd be like write the next book motherfucker i need yeah. to read it and um so and then one day i just snapped out of it because i was like oh religion should god should be uh like a puppy yeah. should make your life better not not make you a prisoner to it because hmm. i'd become a prisoner to it for like a couple years at this point after i'd you know moved back to yeah. ohio and i drove to like the highest point in my town which you know isn't all that high, yeah. And I cursed God through. Ro- I literally threw rocks at the sky. This was like late at night. Dude, it was. Is, I think it was Halloween. This is like an epic, right. like cinematic. This is. Have you written any of this down as like a I've story? T- uh, I've talked about it on stage a couple times, yeah. but um, but here's what happens. Like in the middle of throwing rocks at the sky, <laughs> prove to me you exist. I realize what a hack I am. Right. And like everybody has done this. Yeah. So. I say, you know what everybody hasn't done? Sold their soul to the devil. Because... So you'll get a, so a, uh, well, this is a like, lawyer? Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we're going to draft up some paperwork for the Lord of Darkness real quick. Well, Take it's like, you God. know... Because this, this was how smart I thought I was. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fuck cursing God. Here's what I'll do. I'll sell my soul to the devil. Because mm-hmm. when he shows up, A plus B equals C. I know God is real. Oh, wow. Because if the devil shows up, See, I, okay. I know God is real. So that's same for me. When I saw the demon possession, it was the most evidence that God exists. Exactly. To me at that time. The opposite proves. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's opposite. Right. The existence of its opposite. And so um, so I do that. I, in that moment, uh, late at night, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, if you want it, come get it. I want everything. You know what I want. You know what I want. And uh... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And I would like to say for the record, <laughs> 17 years later or whatever yeah. it is, or even more, 19 years later, that um, I have three roommates. <laughs> 
Well, though, uh, guys, if you're, you, the audience doesn't know is actually Ryan is pulling out what appears to be a red hot violin right now. Wow. So the point is, like, the devil isn't real to me. Like, yeah. as far as like being this person who can come and like, I'll make you a deal, kid. Right. Like, there's not that thing is too easy. It's too that thing isn't real. Right. Um, I do believe in evil. I do believe in good. Yes. But there well, was. How do you define good and evil? Well, I think it's, I haven't even thought about the definitions of those two. But well, because it, I, I immediately agreed with you, and then I thought, should I, I, not should I agree with you, but I, I was like, I don't even really understand what I'm agreeing with. <laughs> and then well, I, okay. Okay, well, when it, for me, good and evil is this. Um, uh, what if I just said, it's like choosing between right and wrong. Honestly, that makes, it does, because it is a touchstone to a moral uh, thing, you know, uh, sure. but good and evil, because I've heard people say, Oh, brother, let me tell you, good and evil exists out there, Ron. It exists, and it the evil is hiding behind every bush, okay? Yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, I think I know what you're saying. Like, is that like a, is that like a subtle way to say that, like, you know, women are evil? <laughs> <laughs> Only in the 70s, brother. <laughs> Only in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, there is. Or what were you saying? <laughs> Sorry. So it's like, because I believe in the good and evil as far as like, but I believe good and evil exists in who we are, you know, in the, the things that we do on a daily basis. Yes. And a lot of times evil can be associated with um, um, uh, taking from someone to benefit for, from, for yourself. You know what I mean? Um, as to where good can be, you know, like where it's mutually beneficial or it's beneficial to um, the world around you. You know what I mean? I think that's I don't I like that kind of a loose definition, you know. And I like, do think that that's pretty accurate. Okay. Like good and evil is inside all of us and it's a choice we make. Yeah. And we know just like there's mathematical laws of the universe, I think there's moral laws of the universe. And we've tried to define them through different religions and things like this, right? Um and we just can't come on we just all can't agree on the same Pythagorean theorem right. of like how you're supposed to treat other people even though it's pretty similar. Right. Across all religions, that golden rule idea. Right. But I do wonder if every time you make a choice that is quote unquote evil, that is selfish. Mm-hmm. I think those are almost synonymous here. Yeah. Even though like we are selfish by nature, I think, just for survival instinct. Right. I mean, you could almost define anything as selfish if you really wanted to. Um, but I think those actions, almost like the butterfly effect, but not in that same way that it affects other things. Every time I make a choice that I know is wrong, that I just know is wrong. And right. it's not because of my programming being raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just because I inherently know it's wrong. Because I know it's causing pain to other people and only benefiting me yeah. when I don't need it. Right? I think that resonates through the universe. Absolutely. So that energy is now out there. Yeah. So there is good and evil energy out there, I think, also. Does that, I mean... yeah. Um, so now do some of these energies manifest themselves in more distinct, stronger ways and take the form of quote unquote demons and or evil spirits or entities? I mean, I don't know, right? but it sure feels like it yeah. sometimes. Well, I think a lot of that stuff is, um, I mean, I think the Bible, a lot of people want to look at it as literal, you know, and, uh, all the holy books, you know, all the, all the religious texts from everywhere. I think they're, they are trying to speak to something that the most non-religious man could probably understand as a good thing, you know, as, as a, as a metaphor for, you know, life and just like 
like you're talking about good versus evil. You know, it's not, it may not necessarily be a guy with horns and a guy with a halo, but it's out there. You know what I mean? And it takes place. You know, that's why I think it's so evil. Uh, it's so easy to associate somebody who's evil with like, um, like a Harvey Weinstein character or um, obviously like murderers and pedophiles and stuff like that because they're taking something, you know, they're taking something from somebody that's irreplaceable be, just because, you know, because they want it. You know what I mean? Um, I can't remember what I was talking about with as far as getting the metaphor of the Bible, but, um, oh, I know what I was going to tell you. So you were talking about good and evil and I thought, this is fun to be on your podcast, Ryan, because I know you like the like the the in depth thinking stuff and like the spiritual stuff. So I was like, oh, I got a lot of stuff I can talk about. <laughs> um, so you're talking about good and evil. Um, what? How do you? Uh, you've you've obviously read you've read the Bible, being a good Catholic boy. Um, the 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 tree of the knowledge of good and evil. How do you think that plays in to like the whole metaphor or the story? Like, are we talking specifically about the one in the Garden of Eden? Yeah. And like eating from the fruit of... Well, I'll just cut to the chase. I'll tell you, because when you were saying, I was like, this is what I was thinking. So I've had this theory about what that kind of meant. Because you got Adam and Eve, right? And God's just like, go for it. Go nuts. But don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, Which is... So what is the knowledge of good and evil? It's the ability to know this is good and this is evil. Well, why wouldn't God want you to do that? Well, because then you're going to think that you're God, and what does God do? God judges. So I might be making some big leaps here, you know, <laughs> semantically. But <laughs> well, isn't that what religion is? Yeah, making but, big leaps. Yeah, absolutely. But I always thought I, I like the the thought that he's going. You're in the Garden of Eden. Eden, it's perfect. You don't have to want for anything. Just go nuts. You know, talk to the animals, have fun. Just don't ever put yourself in a place where you can determine what's good and bad, because then you'll be sitting at judgment. And that's when we can no longer live in paradise. Um, and so the moment that they, quote unquote, eat from the tree and they obtain the knowledge, they go, oh, Ryan's evil or Ryan's good or that tree's evil or those rocks are good. They now know they, they, they sit in judgment. So now it's the peace and the perfection of the Garden of Eden can no longer exist because you're constantly sitting in judgment. Which would make... Uh you know, and that kind of scenario makes me wonder if God isn't happy having to, <laughs> like, with his own existence. Right. Right? Because he's the one in judgment. He's like, don't eat from this tree. Trust me. Yeah. You don't want this gig. Exactly. You don't want this gig. Well, I've I, got the gig, and it sucks. Yeah, and Satan said it to the to the kids, too. He's just like, hey, you're going to be just like God. You're going to be just like God, and God's going to look, believe me. You, you don't, want, don't want this. This sucks. Yeah. You're a piece of shit, Eve. I knew it the moment I made you. <laughs> and you don't know that, and Adam doesn't know that. But once you find out, you're going to know it, and then it's going to be no fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't even... I have no idea if anybody has said anything to that effect. I just, I just remember thinking that and feeling like, okay, that's good, because when I separated from church, I was trying to figure out how can I hold on to some of the good... And I felt like living a life where you're not really in judgment of law, of, of people and you're filled with grace and forgiveness. I thought, and some people that's think good. that's what makes us so great. I think Me and no, you? Specifically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kevin and Ryan are the only people in this world who are really good at judging. Those guys are great. And some people think our abil- uh, ability, 
I have trouble with that word. Ability. Hey, no judgment coming from me, pal. <laughs> hey, friend, you're in your monk's friends. Some people think our ability to discern, to judge, is what separates us and makes us better than, say, the cats, dogs, horses, mm. and such. Um, I'm not so sure I've ever believed that. Yeah. And, you know, some people think that life is judging. And, you know, you'll get the scientific mind in here saying, well, no, life, you have to be able to judge because that's how you judge. That's how you survive. That's how, like, survival of the fittest evolution happens. Right, Because sure. you, you discern, you judge, you pick the best option. That's why that, you know, choice is made by enough of human beings, and then that becomes the thing that human beings do. And now move on to the next judgment you have to make. Sure. And that's what makes humans better and more adaptable, blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, let's just for a moment kind of forget all of that. Right. Well, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs a little bit. You yeah. Know? We have everything we need. So now, you know, what are we focusing on? You know, it's this type of stuff. Can we live a life free of judgment? Because we're not really worried about having a kid killed by a lion anymore. You know, Mr. Scientist Man. You know, like the, yeah. the, that guy. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, keep going. Well, I mean, I, it makes me wonder if there isn't something more. I mean, I've, I've listened to this... Um, what is his name? A friend of mine had messaged me this video through from Instagram. Ajahn Brahman, Brahman or Ajahn, Ajahn Brahan, I think is his name. He's a, like a Buddhist monk, okay. lives in Australia. And the talk, it's like an hour long talk about like releasing attachment to things. And basically what he, you know, the idea, I think we all understand the poison of attachment. Yeah. Right. And, I think our judgment has led us to be like, well, what gets me? Because now it's become this thing of like not being the, the guy who shows up, you know, into a, a new like tribe or something. Like I have to show how strong I am to mate yeah. with all the women's. Yeah. Right. Hit the biggest guy. You know, in the now yard. it's like I have the nicest car. I can accumulate resources. There's this great book that was apparently just written about or came out about this. A lot of people have kind of been talking about where we accumulate uh, resources in specific ways to show how worthy we are yeah. of providing now. And um, and people are like, well, no, that's called making it. It's like, no, that's called obeying your base instinct Yeah, in a way that's, I mean, if you're someone like me and you think the idea of enlightenment's pretty cool, yeah, that's like the opposite of what you want. Right, right, right. But yet we judge ourselves on our belongings, our attachment to these things, these right. material goods. So... For me, it's like sometimes I do feel shame about like my financial status in life. Oh, yeah. And then I realize, why am I letting myself feel shame by someone else's measuring stick that is total bullshit? Right. You know, that's the same way in our our business. I'm not going to let other people tell me what making it is. Right. I get to choose what when I made it. Right. Or what what type of comedy you can do. Yeah, yeah. And I've already made it. Yeah, I've already made it, and um, but I I do wonder, you know, because there's always this like golden apple somewhere. Yeah, whether it's like enlightenment or knowledge or being able to judge, mm-hmm. like we're always kind of searching for something else, even when we have everything we need. Yeah, absolutely. So that does make me curious because like there's evil instincts. I've got them. You've got them, at least I think. No. no also, never. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I almost said some crazy shit. 
<laughs> I'm not going to. Well, I kind of want you to do okay, that. I'll say it. I, I'm all about disclosure about Please. aliens and personal. All I want to do, like if I was to listen to the base animal that's inside of me, mm-hmm. all I want to do is eat, sleep, and fuck. Mm-hmm. That's all I give a shit about. Fuck you know yeah, what I mean? Man. Yeah. Eat, sleep, and have sex. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. Like physically. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, sometimes that physical beast shows himself more than than he should. Yeah. The spiritual beast, right? Or the spiritual being, I Especially guess. Especially if you haven't ate, slept, or fucked in a really yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't eat and you don't sleep, you get really angry, yeah. right? And if you don't have sex for a really, tong- really long time, you can get frustrated. Yeah. It's like a physical, it's like almost a reaction to the, I don't know, quote unquote, backup of like unreleased energy, I yeah. guess. But maybe religion is man's way of trying to tame some of that stuff, which, hey, man, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for, like, keeping the beast away. Right. To a certain, you know, to a certain degree. But also, there's nothing wrong with having sex. Right. And there's nothing wrong with eating and sleeping. Well, but sometimes, though, people will kill each other for sex. So no that, sex, Ryan. Yeah, well, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so now sex is bad. So yeah. just remember, uh, I told you, it's bad. Okay. Because um, I read the Bible, and it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're married, then it's okay. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, so, I got to get married so I can have sex. Well, someday, buddy. And then I'll be married for 10 years happily. Give me a call. I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you some pointers, you know? You get, what you want to do is you, uh, you want to get constipation really bad on your wedding night. And then you want to get some sort of unexplainable. This is starting to sound like a true story. Oh, <laughs> get some sort of unexplainable fever. And then uh, have your wife see you naked for the first time. You see her first naked for the first time. And then you go sweat under a ceiling fan in a one-bedroom apartment for about 45 minutes because you think you're going to (laughs) die. Do you think this was a psychosomatic reaction to the uh, stress and and slash eagerness of actually being able to have sex for the first time? Yes. Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't... I mean, it was probably a lot of like... um, I mean, I graduated college. I had my birthday. I got married. Um, I moved in with her, uh, and I had sex for the first time, all within the matter of like a week. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So I think it was all that. Um, but yeah, dude, it was a uh, it, it was a it was a trip. But yeah, I remember sweating naked under a fan, seeing her in the bed naked also, and me being like, "This is what I've." always thought about my entire life and all i want to do is take a nice shit and stop sweating you poor son of a I, bitch. oh dude it was it was brutal uh but you know we got it but all nobody's out. first time is no 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 we had fun you know we but, had a good time but, but no one's first time is great is what i was gonna say but yeah. also not everybody's first time is <laughs> there's a like lot a, a constipated fever dream yeah seriously i oh man i was sweating so much it was ridiculous. And so, it went away very quickly afterwards, oh, okay. too. Like, it went away, and I was, like, fine. We went on our honeymoon the next day. Um, and, jeez, uh, yeah, I just... I so the honeymoon was smooth sailing for the, the most was part? pretty much smooth sailing. I was still constipated uh, <laughs> for a lot of it. Um, That's uh, the so worst. I paid, I think it was $600 to see a doctor to have him give me some... Uh, uh, like an enema or something? No, no, no. He just gave me, he just gave me some... Uh, um, diarrhea pills what do you call those uh 
Xlax. Xlax. Yeah, pretty much. No, he pretty much just gave me something to, to shit. Uh, some. Why can't I say Xlax? Laxative. Oh yeah, that's there a Xlax is a laxative. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was trying. That's what I was looking for. For some reason, when he said Xlax, I was like, it's it's now there's the lax is part of the thing, and then. But yeah, that was that was good times. So yeah, if if you ever want to, you know, have sex, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I'll, uh, you know, I I can't wait. Yeah, someday. Uh, someday. Someday when I find the right person. I, the um I do Was there was there another thing though? There is another thing. Yeah, that's what I was actually going I was going to say there was one other thing that happened. Um again, this doesn't necessarily mean I, I, whatever. Stop the prefacing. Just tell what happened. I remember praying. <laughs> Let's be easy on ourselves now. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Let's not judge ourselves so harshly. <laughs> Sorry, I ate so much fruit before I came over. Uh, I turned to a real asshole. Uh, fruit, how many apples you've been fruit eating? Fruit does that to people. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I found out I wanted to be a comedian, um, and I gave myself that permission. You know, after whatever years of people th- saying that that would be a good idea. And um, uh, I started doing it, uh, which made me really fall out of love with my job. Um, the, I was a district manager for T-Mobile, so it was like, it was a good job, but I hated it. Um, so I ended up uh, leaving that job, and then we were kind of broke. And um, I was like trying to figure stuff out, and I just really just wanted to focus on comedy. So I prayed to God. I said, God, um, I pray that you would give me $30,000 in the next three months um, so that I can pursue comedy and, you know, just not have to stress about this whole thing. Because kids are in the picture. Kids are in the picture, yeah. And I um, I have a house at this point, you know, in Fresno, and or, you know, house on mowing the lawn. You know, I'm fixing sprinklers on a daily basis. Hated it. Um, but uh, my brother called me up uh, probably two or three weeks later, I forgot that I had even said anything until I read it um, three months to the day um, that I had written it down and that I had prayed. Because I was like, I don't know if you ever heard the story of the bio where they put the fleece on the, they put the fleece outside and he prays, if there's a God, he says, then let there be dew on the ground, but not any dew on the fleece. And he wakes up, there's dew on the ground and no dew on the fleece. And then he goes, all right, God, yeah. You know what, I'm not sure. Okay, this time I want there to be dew on the fleece and no dew on the ground. Then he wakes up and there's, uh, you know, dew on the fleece, no dew on the ground. Anyway, that was this to me. So I was like, I which wanna... is different than the golden fleece story? I don't know. It might be the same. Okay, <laughs> I I get Harry Potter and the Bible <laughs> confused. <laughs> I think a lot of us do. Yeah, uh, they're both very mystical and convincing. Um, so I wrote it down just to kind of check myself. My brother calls me three weeks later, um, ish. I timelines. If he says the city of Fresno, uh, it has several million dollars that they can't use unless it's used to promote the idea of, of uh, energy savings on individual homeowners. Um, my marketing company that he worked for, that his marketing company, uh, w- was basically spending about $300 for every person that they were signing up for this free program to reduce your energy costs. And so we were just having lunch talking about this horrible, horribly inefficient model to get people to sign up for a free program. So we came up with a really easy way to sign up a ton of people. Um, And at the end of three months, 
I had $30,000 and my brother called me and said uh, they no longer want to do the program with us anymore uh, because they say they have too many customers that now want to sign up. So we have to be done. And then I didn't have a job. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It was really weird. Three months to the day. Three months to the day, $30,000. Um, 30, I, I will be as honest with you as possible. Uh, the, I, I can't say it was as exactly. Possible. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it was exactly 30000 but I remember sitting down and doing the math because this was all after the fact. Like, after the fact, I remember, you know, thinking and then finding that thing about me praying, you know, I pray for $30,000 this day. And then, uh, uh, so after the fact, and I look back and I was look, go through my bank records and being like, holy shit, that's weird. I had 30 grand. Now, since then, I prayed for a lot of stuff <laughs> and haven't gotten any of have it. Have you written it down? Uh, I have written it down, yeah. Well, let's, well, you know, maybe. Isn't that weird? Maybe though? it's like, hey, don't be greedy. Get back in line. Yeah. Um, and you'll yeah. Come, it'll come back around. But. There is, for the sake of having realism and, and mysticism here. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say that that counts as 30000 It, it counted for me. It doesn't have to be like $30,000 exactly, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is my problem with like reality television to a certain degree um, is in like certain documentaries that you that you hear about you know, cause we're privy to some of this stuff just cause we know people or whatever. Yeah. Cause we live in Los Angeles about how like they, they like do, th they make, they do shots over like a couple takes and like even a documentary. Yeah. And it's like, but what this does is this muddies the waters of realism and yeah. reality. So now people will be watching this documentary, let's say um, about something deeply personal and it's like a tearjerker kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, maybe a person is going through the same thing themselves and they see this documentary that's like magical, right? About the moments that happen. Mm -hmm. And then they think I'm going through the same thing and it's nothing like that. Right. And so why the fuck does my life suck? Right. Why can't I have these moments? And they don't realize that some of these are manufactured in a way. And now even documentaries are distorting reality when they're just supposed to be documentaries, like reality should be good enough. Right. They're trying to sell yeah. those documentaries. So like, especially with documentaries, reality should be good enough. That's what we want to see when we watch a documentary. Yeah. We would just want to see the reality. And it's not always going to be like these magical fireworks every five minutes on these things happening because it distorts now our perception of what we should expect in reality. Right. To a deeper degree, I think, than watching television 
because we know subconsciously this shit is written and right. made up. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, in regards to your story, yeah, like you write down you want you you pray you want thirty thousand dollars. You months, get in the ballpark of thirty thousand dollars. That shit counts. And I never, I was not pulling down ten grand a month. I mean, I was making good money as a at at T-Mobile, but it wasn't anything like that. Um, so it was it was very unusual. And then to have it happen and then stop. It was just, it was so out of the blue. And I hired all my comedian friends to like sign people up for this Oh, I was stuff. talking, who was I talking to? Was it you and I talking about it? I think so. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I've told some people, I think. We oh, no. Yeah. You were telling me about it. But yeah, I hired all my comedian buddies to do that. I'm like, dude, I just made like three grand a day. Like just, I just sign up a bunch of people. And my buddies, I call them, but hey, are you out at Home Depot to sign people up for the thing where you can make a bunch of money? Oh, dude, yeah, I'm on my way, man. It's just like, oh, I'm barely getting it. Oh, man, jeez. Last night was great. I'm like, all right, well, come on down. And then, <laughs> and then they'd show up for like an hour and be like, I signed two people up. I think I'm going to head out, dude, because I was getting them 50 bucks per person. <laughs> and then it ended, and all my buddies were like, dude, what the hell, bro? <laughs> Why are you stealing bread from my family's mouth, bro? And I was like, dude, I, I... We we signed up as many people as we could. The, the programs. Oh, I told you. I told you to get out here. I didn't know this was going to last forever or for a few months. And that was a lot of fun. It was good times. We're still friends. All I'm still good friends with all those guys. But I remember the initial reaction of the guys that worked very little was like, "What the hell, dude?" I'm like it didn't matter anyway. You only did it like five times. Like, yeah. So chill out. Yeah, you were barely supplementing yourself with it. Yeah. At that point. But that was a. Uh, that was a trip, man. It was a that real is fascinating. Trip. I, for me, like the way I mentally categorize all this stuff is intention and like, you know, I guess not true desire. That's the the weird. That's a weird way to say it. Um, but honest, honest intention for wanting something, for not for like selfish necessarily reasons, but for like reasons that are beneficial to yeah. us. So like whether it's like praying to Jesus or praying to Muhammad or, you know, doing, I don't know, do people pray to Buddha um, or their guru or whether it's like deep meditation in some other kind of way or yoga or whatever or or doing magic. I think it's all the same. I think like, you know, for me, I want everybody, whatever tool I think someone can find works for them. I I think, you know, why would you, I guess, why would you not stick to it to a certain degree? Well, it's, uh, I think, I think at the very base, non-spiritual, uh, and I only say this so that I, because I believe it reflects in the most spiritual ways, is in the base, most non-spiritual way, if you, Ryan Singer, uh, want a cup of water, it's important that you know that you want a cup of water, you know, and that you have that in your mind that you're going to go get a cup of water. Or it's probably not going to show up in your life. You know what I mean? It, you, you would want to walk over and get it. You know what I mean? And so it, to the same extent, if you want to have a conversation with Zibslap, the or that lives out in the 28th dimension down by Chibberstoof, you know, if you don't know his name, you're going to be less likely to have a, a conversation with, you know, uh, <laughs> I think that was his name. You know what I'm saying? And I think that sure. that kind of intentionality of like, knowing what you want putting out this is what i want into even in your own mind i think increases your likelihood to get closer to specific it. visualization 
Because some people are like, I want to be... Joseph Campbell talks about in his book, The Power of Myths. I mean, it was a talk he had with this guy, Bill Moyers. They turned it into the, like, the thing into a book. Oh, yeah. I got, I've got the... Uh, I've got oh, you got the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, like this was like in the mid to mid to late 80s that like that second half of that decade where people were like what do you want to be you know when you grow up and people started saying i just want to be famous or like that's happening a lot nowadays yeah. people say i want to be famous mm-hmm. but they're not saying i want to be a famous comedian i want to be a famous actor i want to be a famous musician they're saying i want to be famous right i want to get paid for just being myself and you see, that's that's you know that's what you see happening. Yeah. People Instagramming every minute of their lives mm-hmm. for no other reason other than to try to make themselves a thing that people watch, right. um, even though they're necessarily not doing anything. Yeah. Um, other than just living what we all do, and it's like where is the where's the guidance? Where's the specific? desire to right. accomplish or achieve or and I, I and i worry about those words accomplishment and achievement like to me mean, that's kind of like ugh, i don't like that measurement system but sure. like but where is the i don't know where's i like the inspiration in, intentions earlier yeah. what is your intention yeah you know i i like that i think that encompasses i think that explains it really well because you're you're like you're essentially you have to know what you want you know or you have to know where you're trying to go in order to get there. You know what I mean? And I mean, that would be the biggest proof of God existing. If you know, you got no clue what you're doing and somehow you fall back asswards into what you secretly told nobody that you actually really love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the problem with romance for a lot of people Uh, is you hear the, you hear the phrase of, you know, one day it'll just come out of nowhere. You won't even see it coming. Yeah. And boom, it knocks you off your feet. And it's like, I understand what you mean, but people have distorted, taken that and just been like, I just have to kind of sit back and just kind of like live my life. And hopefully this thing will just, this person will just come into my life and I'll be like, oh my God, you're what I've wanted this whole time. And I didn't even know it. No, you, you got to know what you want. Yeah. And like, it's the same with love as the same it is with like, wanting things and intentions and things like that like it's so much easier to grab like if you go to the grocery store and be like "Ah, i'm gonna get some food you show up at the grocery store and now there's a million things you can just grab yeah but (laughs) it's got 12 boxes of red vines yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's food why am i not happy and healthy this is bullshit god doesn't (laughs) exist for sure now yeah yeah (laughs) so uh yeah a little specific some specificity i think is the key yeah to to really focusing in on that. Okay, well let's 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 put a bow on this. Well, um, hey, can I tell you how to? Uh, I, I had a thought about that. And I just wanted to share it because I do think it's good. Um, I'm, I, it sounds like I'm going to say a joke, but I'm not going to. It really um, does. It really does. I think I think people are attractive that are moving with passion. I think people that are passionate are attractive. Um, I think because th- you're the the thing about like relationships and that that stuff um i don't think i've got like a perfect relationship but i just i see i just i've just had enough conversations with people where they're sitting on a couch and wanting to know why they're alone you know what i mean and it's it's because you're not being appealing you know what i mean you're sitting on a couch you know you're doing nothing like that's not appealing to the opposite sex you know who at their base like genetic code wants a dude that's going to take care of them when they have, you know, pop a baby out of their cooter and can't walk around for a while, you know, uh, not to be a, too much of a scientist on you or anything, 
don't want to be a medical doctor. I have anything. not heard the word cooter in a you long pop time. pop a baby out your cooter. That's how babies are made. You're going to want a big, strong man around with a pitchfork to yeah, yeah. scare off the coyotes. But I will, like, so a lot of times, like, when you're saying, like, the kind of, like, advice that people go, to, hey, brother, just, just run towards the goal. You know, keep your eyes on the Lord. And, uh, you know, your lady, she'll be, she'll come right alongside it when you least expect it. I think that's bullshit, but I also think it's true that if you're like doing your thing and, and following whatever your heart's true passion is, that's just fucking attractive. It's attractive to men. Uh, it's attractive to women in a sexual and non-sexual way. Like I think, you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. Like there's something, there's something happening with that person. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, they're going to help me be famous or they're going to help me go to cool parties or, or, or you know, be rich. Mm-hmm. It's just like that person is doing something. Right. Well, and people call it yeah. confidence yeah. a lot of times, but I don't think it's confidence. I think it's distraction on your real passion. And it disguises itself as confidence because you don't have time to, to give a shit about anything else because you're so focused on your you know, toothpick castle that you've been working on for 30 years or whatever. Uh, that's something that would be really attractive <laughs> that, to run towards. I mean, now we're getting an insight into what you're attracted to. Yeah. Oh, whew, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Don't bring out a pack. How of, many chicken wings do you have to eat to, to build a, a, a toothpick castle? I'm going to find out. 30 years. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast right now. It's, uh, actually, it's a three-hour podcast. It's like, how the hell am I going to build this thing? Uh, <laughs> how the hell am I going to build this thing? Hello, it's Kevin Tinkin. I know what you're thinking. How the hell am I going to build this thing? Welcome to Toothpick Tower, the <laughs> podcast with no talking, but you will hear a lot of uh, just... Uh, Ow, fuck, that was my gums. Gosh, dang, that glue glue gun's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's let's tell people, uh, let's plug the podcast and and such. Ripping and Skipping with Evan and Kevin. It's a a 45-minute Freedom Fest and celebration of friendship. It's essentially uh, if you were with your friend in third grade and you were having an absolute blast and your mom never comes into the room at all. You know, so you don't have to apologize for talking about balls or something. You can just be totally free, have a good time, and uh, we got sound effects. And Ryan's uh, has two episodes that are absolutely hilarious. So check those out. A lot of fun to do that one. Yeah, a lot of good. fun to be on there. Search it's the silliest podcast. It's definitely the silliest podcast I go on. Oh, that makes me feel so good. It's definitely it doesn't even have silliest. to be good. The fact that it's like that's the silliest. I'm it's like, the yes. silliest. It's definitely a silly ground. Yeah. Um. Uh. What, what else was I gonna say? Uh. Yeah. That's that's, that's good. Do you have an Instagram or something you want to? Talk oh, I mean, about? just at Kevin Tinkin, T I E N K E N. Oh, I was going to say search R I P apostrophe and hit enter, and you'll find ripping and skipping. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's the it's a pretty easy because I'm an idiot and I love apostrophes. And uh, Evan was like, "Shouldn't we just call it ripping and skipping?" And I was like, "That's for you, city folks. <laughs> it's ripping." And skipping. The good Lord told me in a moment of clarity. (laughs) You put an apostrophe. If there ain't no apostrophe in that title, it's straight from the devil. That's That's how you know, because we don't use gerunds. That's right. That's the devil's work. (laughs) Well, dude, I appreciate you doing it. Oh, 111. I like it. Uh, So thanks for doing it. I'm going to do the outro right now, just so I don't have to do it. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks so much for having me on this. uh, This I'm a big fan of this podcast, and uh, even a bigger fan of you yourself not well, to be too you, cheesy the feeling is mutual oh 
Um, I am also a big fan of this podcast and of me. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of you. I'm glad and, we can and relate. Ripping and skipping is so fun. Um, thank you for listening to another experience. This is your buddy, Ryan's. I hope we're buddies. I mean, maybe we've never met, but surely if we met each other, we would embrace as friends. Mm. I'm certain we would because I, I, I always hug anybody who I meet at a show who says, I listen to the podcast, then we embrace. Is that true? That is true. I embrace wow, them. Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty good. They embrace me. I don't just like, come here. I let me hug. hug I will hug you. <laughs> let me show you love. <laughs> um, speaking of which, uh, let me show you love. Um, I well, ooh, By the time this comes out, I'll probably be still mid-tour. Check out ryansingercomedy.com backslash tour, and then throw another backslash on there. Wow. It turns out. I, I tried to hyperlink <laughs> this thing, and it went nowhere. Hey, go, why don't you and go ahead I, and throw another backslash on there? Throw another backslash <laughs> on there. You know, just, you know, just sprinkle another little backslash no on charge. there. <laughs> no charge. No charge. Yeah, throw another in there for you. Uh, and so, yeah, check. that's for the tour dates. And you can see where I'm performing stand-up comedy in a place near you. Also doing a live, maybe, maybe we're doing a live recording of the Mindcast. I don't know. I'm doing some of those. Um, also, me and ParanormalU.com, Patreon.com backslash Ryan Singer. Thank you to the patrons uh, for your support. Very, very grateful for you. Rice uh, Singh on Instagram. Please give me a follow. Me and ParanormalU on Instagram also. You can follow both, whatever. Rice Singh on Twitter. Give a follow there if you want. Um, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if oh, you that's haven't right. done already. That's right. That's very, uh, it helps us get into like, it maintains our, our rankings or whatever. It, people seem to think that's important. Um, you know, when they're like, you know, discussing with me about things, other things, mm -hmm. business-wise. Yeah. How many people listen to you? Because I want to know if your opinion matters. That's what a lot of people say to me <laughs> a lot. I go, oh, I thought we were just humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have a lot of people listening to you? Because if not, then you're not really worth my time. As I told mom. I told my mom I thought she looked pretty, and then she saw that I only had uh, like 900 Facebook followers, <laughs> and she slapped me in the face. <laughs> and I was like, well, apparently my opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really funny way to look at it. <laughs> oh, I love this place. How many people follow you on Twitter? Uh, what, uh, what? What? I got about twelve hundred. No, then it doesn't matter what the fuck you. If you think my restaurant's nice, I'm gonna go jump in front of a truck. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Watch the Expanse, man. This is a good show. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. First two seasons. Third season, it's like you have to pay for it because Sci-Fi's still making it. But nonetheless, uh, check that out. Eight one eight eight three nine zero five nine three. That's the Mind Line. What's that number? Eight one eight eight three nine zero five nine three. That's the Mind Line. Um, you know, call and leave me a story. Anyway, we'll see you out there on the road. If not, I'll see you at the watering hole on the astral plane. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.